Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View, the show that celebrates coastal Mississippi and the people who are making this a great place to live, work, and play. Hey, we're making progress fighting the pandemic here in Mississippi, but don't forget, uh, you've got to, you cannot drop your, your guard and we won't get life back to the normal that we miss so much until we get a vaccine. That's sort of the reality. So in the meantime, everyone has a role to play. Protect yourself, protect your family, and always remember that the virus is always lurking. That's just, that's just where we are now. Uh, never forget that. Mississippi is actually plateaued though. So what that means essentially is that the number of new cases being reported daily has sort of leveled off. Hasn't started to go back down yet. That's one of the reasons why the governor uses the term plateau. Um, We really need for that number to begin to fall. The number that's reported daily of new cases beginning to fall is really important to Mississippi as it relates to our economic vitality going forward. So stay focused and protect your family. But as you know, the governor actually extended the stay-at-home order for another seven days last Friday. So we've uh, we've eased the, the, some of some of the uh, restrictions on non-essential businesses, and he's also opened up the beaches and lakes. Just remember to keep your social distance and continue to to work to protect you and your family. Um, also, I, I wanted to tell you—I don't know if you realize this or not—but the deadly tornado that that had a took a very destructive path through south, southeast Mississippi has been confirmed as the state's widest tornado on record. It was 2.25 miles wide. It was an EF4 tornado, 190 mile an hour winds, and it took a destructive path of, uh, uh, let's see, about 67 miles long, one hour and 17 minutes it was on the ground between Jefferson Davis and Clark Counties. All I got to say is thank God that we didn't have something like that yesterday. But keep in mind now, we're in a weather pattern that the professionals say late April through early May, we're going to continue to see uh, uh, severe weather, at least the potential for severe weather to strike the South every two to four days. Hey, I want to thank you for listening. We've been focused on Super Talk, on providing the latest information on this extreme health and, uh, unfortunately, subsequent economic situation that we find ourselves in. We've been having conversation with folks on the front line people who are working overtime to get us out of this mess. So what I want to ask you to do is to go to the Facebook page, Supertalk MS Gulf Coast 103.1. The easiest way to find it is go to the search bar on Facebook and just put Supertalk Gulf Coast. The page will come up. Like our page. If you missed any portion of this show or want to see, and want to see the rest of it or you want to share it with any of your friends, you may actually want to just browse one of the many more than 70 Coast View sessions dating back to January with a wide range of leaders from the coast. We've also talked to some coast characters who are adding spice to our life. So go to our Facebook page and click on videos, and you can have access to all of them. So while you're at it, while you're on Facebook, please uh, also like my professional page, Ricky Matthews with one T, at, uh, slash Coastview. It's spelled with a V, V-U-E. Actually, the definition of you means the visual perception of a region. We're committed here to providing you a really good in-depth, day, in-depth daily look at the current situation on 103.1 at 9 o'clock every single day. 
So we're on the radio, but we're also a multimedia company. So you can also watch on Facebook and YouTube and any of your favorite podcast platforms. We're here however, whenever you want to engage with us. We've got two great guests today. The first is Johnny Polos from the Mississippi Highway Patrol. And the second half, we're going to be talking to Milton Segarra, the CEO of Coastal Mississippi Tourism. Good morning, Johnny. How are you? Good morning, Ricky. Good to see you, buddy. It's good to see you, too. We're pairing again to help the people in Mississippi. Yeah, our, our, our association dates back. I can still see the young Johnny sitting in my office at the Sun-Herald telling me your goal, uh, your goal to become the, basically a position you have today. <laughs> so uh, you went from yes. you know traveling from school to school, talking about the dangers of drinking and driving, and you were so passionate about that. Um, and, we, and we at the Sun Hero did everything we could to help bring attention to the effort that you had underway. And then we, you know, we got to see each other too much, unfortunately, after Hurricane Katrina, because what that meant was the governor was down, focused on the recovery effort, and uh, and we had a lot of work to do after that. And then, you know, you've continued on with your career, and now here we find ourselves. You're in that, that position that you planned for, and he, I'm in, I'm at a radio station. What what in the world? <laughs> I would have never thought that. Wow. That's, that's right. And, you know, Ricky, that was 14 years ago uh, whenever I sat in your office uh, talking about the It's My Life uh, safety presentation. And, and I just want you to know I'm glad, I, I'm glad I got this opportunity to let you know that you played a huge role in making that program a success, not only on the coast, but it went statewide and actually won a telly award. And, you know, I tell you, Ward, that was really big. And, and I just want to thank you for what you did to help make that happen. Well, you know, listen, all we did was support your efforts. You were you were so passionate and we could see the, the benefit of what you were saying to young people. And, um, and it's just a, that message is just as important, it's just as strong today as it was back then. So for sure, Absolutely. You, you, you're the one who inspired us. And all we did was take your leave. That, that's for sure. So why don't you, uh, before we get away from the tornadoes, give us an update on, on the handling of the, of the storm aftermath and, and what you guys were up to. Well, you know, we went to Bassfield and into Marion County, Jeff Davis County, and Jones County uh, last week. And you would have to be there to see it, Ricky. And, and being from the coast and us being acclimated to hurricane uh, events, I tell you, it's, it's a really humbling uh, experience to see what mother nature can do uh, we, we're still up there and of course you know we had the storms come through last night uh, so the mississippi highway patrol special operations group is in place to assist the local agencies to help them in our recovery efforts well that's that's awesome yeah it is it is unbelievable though i mean uh, when you consider that storm was the widest storm, as I mentioned a minute ago, ever in the state's history. And you know what? The other thing that the, that the story pointed out was that it was the third largest hurricane in our nation's history, not hurricane, tornado in our nation's history. Mm -hmm. Third largest. I mean, that I, you have to, I guess, see it to believe it. I think we're very fortunate in the path that the tornadoes, the, the track, um, if we were to have highly populated areas, I think we would, the loss of life would have been a lot, lot greater. I think someone pointed out that's definitely true. Uh, someone also pointed out that the, that the new technology that we have, where people can mm -hmm. on their smartphones bring up 
you know, they're, they're getting alerts on a smartphone and then they can bring up the, the radar and watch it, you know, real time. That helps inform people to, to get the heck out of the way or to get themselves into storm shelters and take care of themselves. So yeah, think of a combination of new technology working properly and then um, and then maybe a rural area. But, you know, there, there's no there's nothing to explain the, the extraordinary loss of life, unfortunately. But as you point out, it could have been so much worse. Absolutely. So the highway patrol has been d- deeply impacted by the coronavirus. I mean, the reality is you guys still have to do your work. So tell me about what life is like these days for you guys. Well, as with every agency across the state, we're just having to operate in a different capacity. Um, you know, our response to the COVID-19, we're assisting uh, the University of Mississippi Medical Center, the Mississippi Department of Health at the test sites. Uh, we're, we're helping them with security. Uh, we're also helping in the transport of any needed supplies, medical supplies, ventilators, uh, when we're called to do that. Um, so it's been it's been very busy for us. Uh, we've had to look at some things and again do things different when it comes to making contact with the public. Um, we've mm-hmm. seen a, we've seen a decrease in traffic on our roadways, uh, which has led to a decrease in traffic crashes. Uh, and this is this is big. I think we've been trying to push this message about when you have traffic crashes, unnecessary traffic crashes on our roadways, you have first responders uh, that are having to respond to these crashes. We know what our health system, they're they're just being overworked every day. Uh, So it helps when we do uh, get the message out and we don't have these traffic crashes or or we've, we've brought them down. Yeah. Hey, one of the things I see, Johnny, just going down I-10, is that um, people need to slow down. I think, you know, they perceive this moment that we're in that maybe they're not going to get pulled over so they can speed. But don't you, I mean, I just find people driving faster. So, I mean, is that, is that a reality or am I just perceiving that? Yes. Yes. You're correct with that. And it's, it is because law enforcement are focusing their efforts uh, in different places. That's why we need these good responsible decisions by the motoring public when it comes to driving. Uh, as far as the increase of speed, I think you're right. I think people are thinking their mentality is there's no one wants to get stopped uh, to make that that encounter. They want the you know, least exposure you can have. But we still have a job to do. And people need to remember that speeding can cause loss of life. So I I agree that the speeding, we're having people out there, not intentionally, I think there's just a lot lot of stress and people are working things out in different ways, but we do need them to focus on driving and slow down. So Johnny, why don't we do this? I I have some more questions to ask about the coronavirus um, response. We'll talk more about that after the break, but this is Johnny Polis from the Mississippi Highway Patrol. We'll be back right after this break. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Coach, I appreciate you joining us today. 
We've got Johnny Polis from the Mississippi Highway Patrol with us today. Johnny, one of the things that I've noticed is that people are, of all walks of life are reaching out to help others. And I, I've seen this. I've written about it. I, I've got just a couple of examples. Businesses are doing amazing things like the Boer Vodge and Palace Casino. I'm sure the other casinos have done this, too, have donated like more than 25,000 pounds of fresh food to food pantries along the coast. You know, with baseball season being postponed, uh, Spectra Food, who is the, um, or the, actually Spectra, Spectra Food Services, the official concessionaire of MGM Park and for the Shuckers, have donated their stock of fruit and vegetables to the Harrison County Senior Living. And uh, Centennial Plaza uh, is offering free rooms to, at the Oasis mm-hmm. Hotel to healthcare workers and first responders. And it's, uh, it's so amazing to see things like that happening across the coast. Um, I'm sure you've seen stuff like that yourself as you travel around. Absolutely. And I think what complicates this so much, Ricky, you know, as with hurricane events, people come together and they want to help. Well, we have the social distancing policy in place and it's hard to do that. And you're right. Mississippians want to be involved. They want to help. But at the same time, they can't do that. We can't have too many people, you know, in, in close proximity. It's very complicated. But as with the tornado response last week, uh, we had so many people that were wanting to come to help. And we had to say we appreciate it. But due to the COVID-19, you know, we just can't have that many people you know, together in one place. So it's very complicated. It's depressing when you have that many people wanting to help and, and we just can't do the current situation. Well, you know, it, there's been a, an assessment of this, but Mississippi has always been one of the most generous uh, states in the nation. They're usually in the top one, two, three. You know, they, they you know, often in the top five for sure of, of uh, generosity, you know, giving. Uh, we just want to help each other. And as Garbert said after Katrina, the, the, the number of people who turned away help so they could direct help to people who needed it more was just incredible to see. I saw it personally. You saw it after the storm. That's right. But this thing is so complicated and you know potentially so dangerous that it's it's you know the best thing people can do is just stay home. You know, take care of yourself and your family and help us continue to work to get the total number of cases to continue to go down. Because when we get to that point, we can start to slowly but surely in a phased approach, open open Mississippi back up. And that's what that's what's important right now. But you're right. It's it's going to be hard to watch people get turned away who want to help. That's right. That's right. And I'll tell you, Ricky, we we're in a different place in law enforcement now. Uh, Yeah, I think I've heard the word unprecedented used more in the last two months in my entire life. But it's it's fact. We are in unprecedented times and where we will be operating in a different manner when this levels off. Um, I think, you know, the exposure part, I think we will be a healthier state and nation that we should be. I think we've learned lessons of what to do and what not to do, especially on the law enforcement side. I think everybody knows how much we come in contact uh, with the public. So we've had to change some things in in how we operate. Yeah, you've had to you've actually had to do some special training for your for your team, haven't you? Well, you know, again, we're a hands on agency when it comes to helping uh, and working with the public. But again, with the spread of the virus and trying to lower 
the, the contamination. We've just had to come up with some different policies, different training, and that will be put in place as we go forward. So it, it's anyone that you come in contact with, whether it's like you mentioned a minute ago, a car crash or you're just pulling someone over, your, your patrolmen know that they're at risk and they, they, can't, they can't cut any corners in, in that encounter with that person. It's really changed a lot about how they do their job, hasn't it? Oh, absolutely. You know, there's always been training in place when it comes to bloodborne pathogens that we've always dealt with in the law enforcement, yeah, law enforcement field. But with this type of virus, someone can be carrying it or it can be on anything that you can pick it up and not even know it. And it's very, very complicated because we want to be careful. But at the same time, we have a job to do. We, we protect and serve the public. Yeah. So, so, Jay, one of the things I wanted to ask you about is that re- recruitment is always something you guys are focused on. Mm-hmm. Recruiting, um, you know, I would say that the that the way that people come to work for the Mississippi Highway Patrol has changed considerably over the years. That that the that the requirements for getting in are are much more stringent, and there's a tremendous mm-hmm. amount of training that's involved. But recruitment has always been a challenge. How do you recruit under these circumstances? Well, as you know, as far as recruiting, we still we still put messages out to the public. You know, our 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 trooper schools. We actually the funding comes from the legislature when funds you know are appropriated, uh, and, and we conduct one. We actually had a trooper school uh, go, going on throughout the throughout this process with the COVID nineteen. It's been complicated. Uh, you know, when you've got when you've got twenty five cadets. And you have to have the social distancing in place. It's been very complicated. So we've been doing a lot of our classes online. But going forward, uh, you know, when this levels off, and I don't know what type of normalcy we're going to be dealing with uh, when this when this is over. But we have to keep going forward in recruiting. Law enforcement's a tough field. Not a lot of people want to be a law enforcement officer. I think you can look at numbers across the nation, Ricky. And, and numbers are, are down. But maybe once this, again, levels off, maybe we'll see an increase in people that actually want to be in law enforcement. Well, that's actually not a bad point. I mean, uh, you know, the economy is certainly going to struggle for a while, and hopefully we can get moving again. But people are going to be, um, in some cases, very high-qualified people are going to be looking for opportunities to contribute. You know, this may be an opportunity. I've talked to the police Chiefs from Gulfport and Biloxi and Pass Christian recently, and all of them talk about recruitment and mm-hmm. how how challenging that is, and about you know used to in the old days you could just hire somebody and give them a badge and a gun and <clears throat> put them to work. It's not like that anymore, is it? Uh, no, look, we always had people giving warning applications. Now we're having to actively go out and recruit. Actively yeah. go out and recruit. You referred to it as the cadet program. The cadet program is the mm-hmm. is the is the training program that new new uh, hires go through. Is that essentially what that's that correct. is? That's correct. That's correct. Our trooper school is twenty three weeks long. Um, matter of fact, uh, Ricky, my son is a trooper, uh, and I'm I'm proud of him. And I think he he's been on two years now, and he knows all the stories I told him. Well, now he knows, and he's a trooper. Um, and it, it's it's tough. I'm proud of him. He made it. And we have a lot of men and women 
uh, that have been through that school that are out there serving the public as we speak. Hey, so the Polis family has a legacy in the Highway Patrol. Tell me about that. Well, you know, I was raised around the Highway Patrol. I started out real late in life. I was in automotive repair business for a long time, and that's that's worked in the private sector. But it's it's in my blood, and, you know, my, my youngest son, he— he came up one day and he said, Dad, I want to be a trooper. I didn't know how to take that. You know how we are as, as parents. You want the best for your, your children, you know, and being in law enforcement, a little worried about him. But I, I realized what he went through worrying about his dad and my family worrying about me, me being in law enforcement. So I had to stand behind him. And, and again, I, I, I'm proud of him. I've got a grandson that he looks at the uniform all the time. And, but that's that's on my son. That's on my son. That's his responsibility. So it was. Uh, you had an uncle. I'm trying to remember now. You had other family members that were in, that were in uh, law enforcement. Oh, I've had numerous, numerous uh, uncles, cousins in law enforcement. My, you know, my uh, my grandfather, John Polis, was actually the fire chief. He came on the Biloxi Fire Department in 1939. Uh, and that was something I also thought about, being a fireman. So being emergency responders, definitely, we've got that tradition in our family. Wow, that, that's incredible. Of course, I know your family from Polis Tire and Otto. Um, mm-hmm. When I was at the Sun-Herald, we, we did business with them for uh, basically just about the whole time I was publisher there. And then we still continue to do business with them today. You know, what a great family you're part of. and. You know, I know that you, you know, you, your, your brother still like runs the place, basically. Right, so, right. He's, I always call him up and ask him, how's it going? And they've been really busy throughout this process, too. A lot of people want to make sure their, you know, their vehicles are, are, are operating a proper manner. So they've been, they've been really busy. Well, you know, and, and I don't think people realize that auto repair shops are seen as essential businesses. So, you know, I bet it's changed some of what they do there, too. They're, they're having to be super careful themselves. Well, keep in mind how many vehicles they come in contact with. Uh, you, you know, when you get inside a vehicle, you don't know who's been in there. You don't know what type of contamination you might have. And, you know, it's just it's a tough business to be in as well. So, so Johnny, we're coming to the end of our time together, but uh, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to spend with us this morning. We'll have you back in a couple of weeks and get an update on how things are going. Mm -hmm. Well, well, thank you for having us, Freaky. I appreciate it. It's my pleasure. This has been Johnny Polis from the Mississippi Highway Patrol. And when we come back from the break, we'll have Milton Segarra from Coastal Mississippi Tourism. Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.